Welcome to season two of the Female Health Show. And on episode two today, I am talking about stress. It's a very now subject, stress and mental health. Everybody's talking about it in some way, but I don't think we're really making the changes that we desperately need. I'm really looking forward to giving you a different take on stress today. It's refreshing and something that I think must be said. And if I'm honest, this is going to be a very valuable and insightful episode because it's not a typical meditate, do some yoga episode. It's more about the human experience and something I feel very passionate and connected to. It would be selfish not to share my insights on the human experience as we are all trying to do the best that we can. Before I proceed, this is not to treat, diagnose, or fix anyone. Please speak to your GP or specialized health care provider in regards to any of the information I discuss. My second most popular episode so far is in fact my very first episode on how to manage stress, which is amazing, but also shows me that there are a lot of questions around stress and probably a lot more we can explore here in a very different way. So today I bring you something different, something we all all have access to and that we forget about and don't tap into because society has different focuses and luxuries that are distracting us from our reality and our human nature. There's this bombardment of stress-related situations and burnout. COVID lockdown was a blessing for some souls to see how overly stressed and rush, rush they were living. For a lot of us, we were forced to slow down. There was a lot less doing. There's so much lethargy associated with stress and being aware of it is important. But the fact is most people drive themselves into the ground until they eventually get sick. We are built to handle stress physiologically. Mentally, I don't believe the society right now knows how to handle it, especially being essentially 24-7 conductable. You never know what's going to pop up on your phone, who's going to call you and what you're going to see on social media, which may impact your choices or feelings. Acute phases of being stressed includes increased productivity for a short term. You're able to get by with little sleep. And again, that's not really a reward or like, a you know, you need a medal for it. It's actually kind of shit. Uh, you can push limits physically and mentally to get the job done. Someone who does it all and adopts a work hard, play hard lifestyle, which I sometimes do fall into this trap. You can spend a lot of, a lot of time here, you know, looking at big CEOs, they have 10 years or more in these acute stress periods, but this can lead the individual to not being able to see the problem until they hit a wall or they're overweight or they're struggling with their relationships. They've neglected their loved ones. They're, you know, potentially getting divorced now. They don't know their kids anymore. Uh, There's a trade-off with highly stressed situations and people that if you don't pay attention to your stress, uh, you're probably going to find your life satisfaction is like everything but your business is in shambles. You know, because a Rolex is cool, but you know what's awesome? Happiness, life satisfaction all around, not just, you know, how much money you're making. Uh, The impacts of stress. Uh, Cognition is impaired, which is why people abuse coffee, sugar, and alcohol. Your immune system drops off. Your thyroid function wavers. And your thyroid is responsible for hormones, brain development, and even bone maintenance. You struggle to lose body fat around the midline, and it's hard to increase lean muscle mass. So what comes up must come down eventually. You know, chronic stress is an illness and it will impede on your life. Whether it shows up as an anxiety, as, a, as anxiety or depression, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to appear. You can't just keep burning yourself out constantly because the body is smart and it will adapt. It needs to survive. And if you're pushing yourself to its wits end, there's going to come a point where it has no more resources left and it's just going to go bleh and become sick. <laughs> so... 
and we want um, we we don't want to get there and the sickness is could be anxiety or depression the sickness might be you've gained 20 kilos and you've got fatty liver the sickness might be that you've got SIBO or you've got leaky gut the sickness could be anything so there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people sharing their stories about their struggles, their pain, their problems, and also their triumphs. But I know when I was in the midst of my anxiety six years ago, it was a tug of war with myself. And it took me 18 months before I started to finally feel like I could wake up in the morning without my anxiety taking over. It was so intense. In retrospect, I was so afraid of my future and I felt so uncomfortable with where I was at that I couldn't understand myself. Or, you know, maybe actually I didn't want to acknowledge the real pain and problem that I was having. I was avoiding making a decision and I pushed through it because I couldn't understand why it was happening. But I clearly needed that experience and it's taught me a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm very thankful for the pain that I had for 18 months, even though at the time I definitely was struggling. I don't know how much I cried. I don't know how many times. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. If anyone is suffering with anxiety, I do do highly recommend you speak about it don't hide it because it can get better it can get your life can get a lot better from where you are right now anyway so going back to this idea of knowing other people had it worse than me didn't take my pain away having access to resources and information was a way for me to know i wasn't alone but it didn't help me heal a hundred percent it wasn't the main driver for me moving forwards There's a huge human disconnect. There's all this information and stimulus to help us get through our struggles. You know, we can reach out faster and quicker than ever. But why are we still struggling so much when there's so much help out there for us? And I was thinking about this question whilst writing this episode. I didn't really really know how I wanted to talk about this episode. And then I realized, why are we still struggling so much? And then I've got this book by Sarah Wilson, The One Wild and Precious Life, which I'm going to talk about very briefly. But it's been amazing. And, you know, this question kind of feels like it's been answered in this book already and I'm not even I'm not even finished it yet. Anyway, we have so much at the touch of our fingertips. We can have anything you can. If you can afford a smartphone, if you're listening to this episode, you have access to millions of resources, both free and paid. But something isn't working. There is something missing. And me talking about the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system isn't enough. There has to be more. There has to be more than just the science of your hormones are doing this when you're stressed. Your blood glucose is going this direction. And this is why you're gaining weight when you're stressed. You know, so I I really wanted to bring a different feel to this. And I hope so far you might be feeling it. But we're about to get into the really intense part now. It's going to get a little deeper. The talking about it, the seeing people in pain or being raw and honest on IG, the self-help books, the psychologists, they are fantastic they're fucking great and use them but in between you navigating yourself in the in between is where we need to work on as well and what i mean by that is when you're not reading the book when you're not with your psychologist or psychologist or therapist there's something we have forgotten to connect ourselves back to our human nature in those in between moments of the not reading the book and not with a therapist you know you need to there needs to be something else To me, in my opinion, I think humans are actually missing the connection with oneself and their community, which includes trustworthy and supportive friends and family and nature. Moving the emotion because emotion is energy in motion. If you are feeling trapped, go for a walk, dance, shake it out, 
Shaking is the natural way to release tension and return the body to its normal homeostasis. It's actually a primal impulse to a stressful situation. You can go Google shaking uh, stress relief and this will literally come up. Animals naturally shake to release tension after a life-threatening event. So this whole idea of moving is actually what I really want to highlight here because it's what we need. Movement is non-negotiable. And I've said this several times to various people this week. Movement, exercise, it is non-negotiable. It is highly underrated for mental health purposes. Okay, you do not have an option. You must exercise. You must move. And this is what we need to understand as humans and adults and as adults. You have no option. You must move. If you want to be healthy mentally and physically, you cannot just sit on your ass all day at your office job and blame our eight hours of work and then I've got to travel and I don't have to. Shh. You have 30 minutes of break surely somewhere in your day. You have the ability to move. You maybe have access to active transport. Maybe you can ride. Maybe you can walk. Maybe you can go for a walk with your friend and eat lunch with your friend outside. I'm sure there is no excuse for not moving. Anyway, let's let's rein it back in, Raquel. Let's get back into the, the topic. If you feel like shit, move, get up. And you know what? It's the hardest thing for your brain to even conjure up the courage to move when you're laying down in bed or on the floor, curled up, crying in your self-pity. It's what you're used to doing. But you need to get up, get out, run, walk, jog, lift weights, dance, yell a bit, huff and puff, shake, move your body. You know, I'm reading that book by Sarah Wilson, The One Wild and Precious Life, and it's put into words things that I've felt for so long and have always known about myself and it's a huge reason why I always dive headfirst into nature especially when I'm feeling like meh being outside is also my own personal non-negotiable sometimes I'll listen to a podcast while I'm walking or some music while I'm laying in the sun and other times my mind is just erratic and it just wants to flesh out ideas and things as I walk so I don't listen to anything I don't bring anything with me I just walk I just let it, let myself go. My room has plants everywhere and I'll always choose a hike, a beach trip, something within the mountains, a rainforest, the rivers. If I can be somewhere close to water, I will choose that 9.9 times out of 10. I need to have natural lighting around me. I hate artificial lights. I want to see the wondrous things this planet has to offer because it makes me feel a part of life. It makes me feel like I'm alive. The buzzing around me with nature is natural. Sarah is a fantastic writer and she puts many things so eloquently. But something I recently just read on page 156 of her book was when we walk, we have the emotional space to discern where the hell right and wrong land for us. And it's true for me. Hiking mountains and catching animals in their primal moments is what makes me feel calm. In fact, there's less noise in my head by just observing the planet, where I am, the sounds, the Aussie eucalyptus through the air. I feel more attuned to forward motions like like my life can move forwards because we are having thousands of thoughts a day. And if we try to hold on to every single one of them, it will make you sick and stressed like it did to me six years ago. I was holding on to way too much in my head and I was laying in bed too much and I literally made myself sick. The all you get from the buzz of this beautiful planet is natural, it's free, it's innate, it's healing. The buzz you get from your phone is a short dopamine hit only to excite, frustrate, or disappoint you, which will end up turning into cortisol if it stresses you out. If you're like me, if you look up at the stars at night and you just wonder and just look at it and think how beautiful and expansive it is, you know, we are just a drop in the ocean. 
looking up at the sky just puts life into perspective. You know, life, <laughs> there's a lot of pain. Life is a mix of chaos and order. And so the stars create space for me to put the chaos and order into perspective. And it kind of just makes me feel like, wow, what else is there? What else is here for me, for us to create in our lives? What else can I explore? It creates curiosity. And as adults, we have to, we have lost the curiosity and element of imagination. And that thought expands that ability to feel into the soul and ask these questions and think like so far and and almost you don't even know what to ask because you're looking at this big, huge thing in the sky and you're like, the words don't even come out. (laughs) You don't even know how to think about it. And I think that is what we crave too, that we don't even realize this desire to know more about our life than what it is that we are told. You know, I don't really get that infinite feeling unless I'm looking at the stars or there's only a couple of things that make me feel like that. And the stars is one of them. I sense this might be pretty deep, like I said, and, and you probably didn't expect this episode to turn into this, but this is what I wanted to express. You know, I can talk all day about biology and why you eating that Big Mac on the weekend why having five coffees a day, why the gin and tonics on the weekend, why the lack of sleep, why the late nights on your phone are going to catch up to you and impede on your physical and mental health in some way. I can talk about that all day long. I can run rings around that conversation, but that's all been said before and there's nothing new to talk about there. That's not adding any new value to this conversation. So I think we're actually lacking connection. We are lacking life. And I was thinking, I wrote several drafts of this uh, episode on what I wanted to really talk about. And I was writing like a do this, don't that. And I was like, I don't want it to be about do this, don't that. You know, that's all been done before too. I want you to just think differently about stress and how you need to observe your experience with life. The connection, the nurture, the lack of nurture, whatever it is that we are engaging with and what we're not engaging with and how we can cultivate and receive a better a better life and interact with humans other humans and nature in a way that actually helps us you know there are a plethora of studies on how visiting green spaces and being exposed to natural environments can reduce physical uh, psychological stress likewise with feeling like you belong um, you know belonging is a theme that i covered i covered well my teachers covered in school all the time it was a massive theme and I really think that if you don't feel like you belong to a community, you kind of feel isolated. And also that isolation is not natural for humans. We are used to being in tribes. You know, you look at prisons and when they isolate a human in a prison, this person actually turns freaking crazy more than before. It's not healthy for this person. But, you know, prison the prison is a whole other topic that I don't think I'll probably ever talk about on my show really in depth. But it is something to notice, you know, being isolated is not natural. So I found this paper. It's a 2005 paper on PubMed, which is a peer-reviewed library of manuscripts and journals. Something useful I took away from university. Researching, yay! (laughs) I'll link this paper in the show notes. Um, But the conclusion was perfectly summed, in my opinion, on what I wanted to say and and touch on in a a different way, in a very summed up, very scientifically summed up way. So I'm going to read the entire conclusion. So bear with me. It is quite long. 
Here we go. Stress and health, psychological, behavioral, and biological determinants. Stress is a central concept for understanding both life and evolution. All creatures face threats to homeostasis, which must be met with adaptive responses. Our future as individuals and as a specific, as a species depends on our ability to adapt to potent stresses. And it goes on a little bit. I'm just going to skip that bit in the middle. At an individual level, we live with insecurities of our daily existence, including job stress, marital stress, and unsafe schools and neighborhoods. These are not an entirely new condition, as in the last century alone, the world suffered from instances of mass starvation, genocide, revolution, civil wars, major infectious disease epidemics, two world wars, and a pernicious cold war that threatened the world order. Although we have chosen not to focus on these global threats in this paper, da, 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 they provide the backdrop for a consideration of the relationship between stress and health. A widely used definition of stressful situation is one in which the demands of the situation threaten to exceed the resources of the individual. It is clear that all of us are exposed to stressful situations at the societal, community, and interpersonal level. How we meet these challenges will tell us about the health of our society and ourselves. Acute stress responses in young, healthy individuals may be adaptive and typically do not impose a health burden. Indeed, individuals who are optimistic and have good coping responses may benefit from such experiences and do well dealing with chronic stresses. In contrast, and this is huge, if stresses are too strong and too persistent in individuals who are biologically vulnerable because of age, genetic or constitutional factors, stresses may lead to disease. This is particularly the case if the person has few psychosocial resources and poor coping skills. In this chapter, we have documented associations between stresses and disease and have described how endocrine immune interactions appear to mediate the relationship. So pretty much how hormones influence your immune system, your ability to handle stress, your ability to cope with sickness. So it kind of ends there and there's a little bit more there that if you'd like to read the end definitely go and find it. The paper is linked in the show notes. But if you weren't following the jargon, how we meet these challenges will tell us about our health. You must be resilient with pain and problems. You must find a way through the fog, adapt and fast or run in the wild and scream and find your sense of human being. The bruises we give ourselves are not only dysfunctional, but never warranted. We are our worst enemy at times, if not most of the time. What is free is natural and being with nature, it can heal us. If we cultivate the ability to move in nature without distraction, without feeling like you deserve to scroll through social media for 10 minutes of work you did that you hated, if we can look into someone's eyes and really listen to them rather than thinking about ourselves, then maybe we can connect better to ourselves. Nature is grounding. It doesn't ask for anything but your presence. And by being present, you cannot ponder the fantasy of the future and it eliminates the suffering of the past. You simply are being. And that is what humans are. Beings. Ah, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to today's episode. When I finished writing this, I actually had a bit of a moment. I looked out the window and I thought life is just fucking too precious to hold back on and not experience these incredible souls that you can meet and incredible places that you can go to. You know, life is just full of these crazy, painful things that we keep tackling on and on and on. And we keep building our coping skills and keep growing. We keep, we know we can, we can have a, We can have such a great life if we can grow from the issues that we all face. 
Because in between, there's these beautiful special moments with ourselves and with others that we can cultivate and receive. And it's fucking beautiful. Like I fucking love it so much. I'm sorry for swearing so much, but I'm so passionate right now about just experiencing human vulnerability and being with people who actually respect you and being with people who connect with you and care about you. And I think that is so powerful because when you are alone or when you feel like life is against you, when you feel like there is nothing, nothing is changing your shit situation. I am telling you right now, there are people out there who care about you. There are people out there who want to talk to you. There are people who want to help or just listen to you. And life is whatever you want it to be. But goddamn, if you can manifest or be around people who support you and love you or just care about you life is fucking beautiful and fuck stress you know fuck it it's it's the worst thing that if you let go unmanaged and it it will just grow into a crazy problem and I really feel for those of you listening to this episode who are struggling with stress-related issues it's not fun. It's unfair. It's not okay. It's You don't have to stay there. But what I want the message to be from this episode is that you must move forward. You must keep going. Don't stop. Keep talking to people. Keep seeking out professional resources. Keep reading those self-help books. Keep listening to things that make you feel good, that gives you ideas, that inspires you to keep growing. Because where you are right now, I'm telling you right now, you won't be here. You won't be feeling what you feel in six months time, if you keep moving forward, if you keep getting outside your comfort zone and doing things that make you actually be a better human and grow and just get into that pain and and keep getting into that chaotic thing of life and trying to develop some order from it. We can all learn from our painful experiences. We can all learn from (laughs) what we do to ourselves and what others do to us. Unfortunately, it's true. You know, people can be fucking assholes and unfortunately you can't change that you can't change what someone does to you but you can change how you react how you respond how you feel about it how you grow forwards from it and i'm speaking very much on experience right now anyway thank you again for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions about the episode at all or my thoughts or the book that i'm reading which i'm obsessed with don't hesitate at all and don't forget if you really enjoyed this episode and you really enjoyed my show don't forget to subscribe on spotify and itunes it supports the show share it with a friend tag me in the episode if you're listening to it on instagram um, i will tag you back and share it on my story as well i always love that it makes me feel really excited that people are listening anyway thank you again for being here and i'll be back on here very soon bye everyone